This is the Midday Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Riley Smith. We're on the phone with John Heinberg of Total Farm Marketing as we take a look at the markets here at the midday session. Uh, first off, John, what have we seen going on in the grains today? Well, we got some good buying strength on that soybean market today, and that's kind of leading into helping out the corn and, and the wheat markets kind of hanging in there today after, obviously, those explosive move hires in that wheat market yesterday with the, the Russian news. So soybean markets being driven by some decent demand news here. A little chatter about maybe China loosening up on the COVID lockdowns. At the same time, some of that political unrest in Brazil after their election here, and keeping an eye on that Argentina weather. So all that's just bringing a little premium back in that soybean market trade to a pretty key spot. We call it the 200-day moving average. It's a bit of a swing point on the charts. We've been basically above it or below it since July, and now we're trying to get back above it. So the close today might be pretty key. We'll have to watch that. Like I said, corn and wheat just kind of chopping today, holding on to some of those gains from yesterday. Corn getting a little bit of a bid here, obviously, based off that cash market. And then you got that wheat market just, uh, again, holding on to those gains from yesterday, those horrible crop ratings that came out for winter wheat, you know, the worst in, in history, basically, for those first ratings yesterday that came out yesterday giving some support underneath that market right and you know with uh, uh putin making claims as he always does and we we see the increased volatility from that uh you know kind of what jumps out to me is we see corn pushing 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 trying to break that seven dollar level you know for producers who are watching that and and trying to you know maybe wait for that seven dollar level or, or just get the maximum profits i mean how much do they wait for that is there too much volatility there to really try to uh, capitalize on that you know, there's a couple things that really come into play there, and again, obviously 920 or 692, good prices sitting here today on that December contract, and you know, so there's value there. Now, can we get through the seven handle? We've tried a couple times to do that. We failed at 706 off the October report. That's a pretty key spot there. The problem is, is where do we compete on the global front in terms of the value of corn compared to the rest of the world? Now, if we, you know, if we do get through that window, I am targeting maybe a little bit higher, but that might be our peak here off that December price as we kind of price ourselves out of the export market and the demand is a concern right now. So as a producer, you're looking at this saying, hey, where's my risk? It's to the downside overall in this market at this time frame. You know, if you take advantage of those sales, you want to keep some flexibility and use some of those call strategies longer term. But I would definitely want to make sure I want to keep some puts underneath these under the floor, especially if you're going to store this grain out into the spring with the volatility we got in these markets. The downside is your concern. And that leaves you though, that price flexibility to the upside. All right. And then with those, you know, decent gains that we saw, like you said yesterday in general, you know, can we expect these prices to maybe ride a little higher level right now? Or again, is it just due to that volatility we're seeing overseas? You know, it's going to be hard to judge in terms of where things are. Typically in the wheat market, when we get these types of pops, those have turned into selling events. You know, so holding on to the gains from yesterday through the week will be very, very key. And that will spill over into the corn market one direction or another. Now, if we see the bean market get another bid and we take out that key resistance level and we do start running, that will lift corn up just in sympathy as well. You know, but again, to me, it feels like these kind of jumps in the market or opportunities to get a little bit more coverage or get a little more bushels sold, reward yourself for the patience you had to hold on to the grains in this rally. Now, a lot of times in the last uh, handful, of, handful of years here, producers are able to push $7 corn, at least in terms of board price, out at harvest. And then one more thing with those higher prices, are producers going to have to uh, worry about the issues on the Mississippi still as well? 
that's still going to be a concern regarding the basis and that could come into play in along the rivers fronts. Now in the corn market, national corn basis has actually turned positive. It's at running at its highest level in 10 years. And that's just a reflection of the tight supply that's out there. The Western Corn Belt is looking for bushels. They need it for feed purposes. They need it for ethanol grind. And they're trying to do what they can to pull bushels across from the eastern side of the Corn Belt. So that's providing some direct competition to that export price. Same thing in the soybean market. Crushers and domestically have a very good profit margin right now. We've seen upwards of $3 a bushel based on the strength of the soybean oil and meal markets. You know, so that's going to give some competition to that river basis that's struggling right now because of the lack of movement. You know, so again, that just reflects the tight supply and the, and the need for end users to lock product in. Uh, we see basis levels firming up here as harvest is right, winding down, minimizing that harvest pressure. All right, John. And what have we seen in the livestock complex today as well? Is it mostly just reacting to those higher grain prices? You know, that was the trade yesterday. Today, live cattle kind of holding in there pretty well, waiting for cash trade to develop again this week. Our expectation is cash trade to trend steady to higher again this week. Based off that retail demand, there's a little bit of meat on the bone for the packers out there in terms of carcass margins. That'll allow them to bid up for those cattle feeders, obviously, too. Yes, reacting to the firmer grain prices, but not much of a correction here down a little bit today. Looking at hogs. Again, maybe we get some news out of China regarding COVID, some more demand for pork out of that region, helping provide some support as that those charts are building some base here, at least technically after that little pushback last week. All right, John, lots of great information today. For those of our listeners who would like to get in touch and learn more from the folks at Total Farm Marketing, how can they do that? Sure, Riley. Love chat with them anytime. Feel free to give me a call, 800-334-9779, or shoot me an email at John H at totalfarmmarketing.com. And don't forget about our website, totalfarmmarketing.com. Again, a lot of great information for producers out there. Times are busy, so make sure you're making, making those calls, communicating with people uh, in terms of those markets, understand what's going on, and love to chat with anybody to help out a little bit. That again was John Heinberg of Total Farm Marketing. We'll go ahead and take a look at those midday market prices. December corn is up three quarters of a cent at 6.92 and a quarter. November soybeans up 20 even at 14.27 even. January soybean meal down 140 at 4.17.70. Soybean oil up 26 at 70.87. Chicago wheat down three and a half at 8.78 and three quarters. Minneapolis spring wheat down 10 and a quarter at 9.71 even. Kansas City hard red wheat down 12 and a half at 9.66 and a quarter. And December oats up six and a quarter at 3.95 and a quarter. On the Merck, December live cattle down 17 at 152.30, November feeders down 27 at 177.35, December lean hogs up 22 at 85.15, December pork cutout up 27 at 95.75, and November class 3 milk up 16 at 20.63. And that's been a check of the midday market prices. I'm Riley Smith. Thanks again to John Heinberg of Total Farm Marketing for joining us today. Make sure you stay tuned later for the Closing Market Podcast as I talk with Bill Moore of Price Futures Group here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters.